I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? Yet again, we question why, Lance. Yet again, we question why. Um, we're back. Just the two of us, as you can see. Brad, Sean, a little, little BS for you here on the, uh, the MMA analysis tonight, this weekend. Uh, we are making all other MMA analysis co-hosts. We're, we're putting them on notice. Uh, we'll get to that later in the podcast. Right, Sean? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, they are, are not going to be happy with what we have <laughs> to tell them after. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, listening to that, uh, that intro, it's, remember when we just, well, I and a bunch of other people just used to bet women's overs and just parlay them up and just cash? Yep. Can't really do that anymore. Uh, I, kinda, like, I, I feel are... like they they really lost a lot of value for a while. Like there was a bunch of them that were minus six hundred and stuff like that. But yeah, they've gone back down again. I feel like that's that's an angle. I mean, Godinez and Calvillo is minus three fifty for two and a half. Yeah, that, that's a great price. It's that's the thing. Like basically, you just got to add a dollar to what you want to parlay it as, and just deal with it because <laughs> it's still a good price, really. Um, yeah, those were good times. Those were good times. Excellent just... times. And you know, I still my contribution to the intro still holds true. Mm-hmm. Fatty's gonna fatty is still very real. I nod along to it every time I hear it. Like, yeah, that's that's true. Did that you... guy's smart. Did you see what was announced for UFC Charlotte as the main event, Brad? Oh, I remember seeing it, but then I like instantly memory hold it. But it's a, it's it's, a bad one. It's the Jailman getting his first main event shot against. Oh, then I did not see that. I saw something else. Yeah, it was announced the last either today or the last couple of days uh, against. Uh, oh, what's the one the. The heavyweight one punch guy, uh, Rosenstrike. <laughs> oh yes, that's uh, cool. <laughs> that that was supposed to be that was supposed to be uh, Johnny Walker versus Anthony Smith, and they're just like, nah, that that's co-main. We got to get the big boys in there. Yeah, I don't know if they're that finally one... trying to push the jail man or what the the plan is there, but I mean, might as well get some eyes. Supposedly, it's going to be on ABC. Which is hey, interesting. Breakout fighter of the year, Jailman. The the whole year is coming together, except for I can't win a bet to save my life. But uh, you know, the rest of the year, Krylov's going to be champ. Jailman's breaking out. Uh, it's 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 great times to to be me. Um, what else do we got going on? Because. I know that uh, Bellator had a thing and PFL started. I watched like five minutes of those combined. Uh, the the highlight of my week last week was was hanging out with our our buddy Aaron. Ah uh, oh, yes, he was uh, doing some third man in the booth for uh, 
unified MMA, which is kind of starting up again to put on put on some fights. And I got to to hang out with uh, John. Is it John Ramdeen? Yeah. Yep. He was uh, hanging out at the bar with us, so got to hear some some interesting stories from from uh, <laughs> just MMA from from yesteryear, a long time ago. So that was. Uh, that was a lot better than what uh, PFL and, and Bellator put on on the weekend because that was no bueno. Is uh, is Ryan Ford still not allowed out of the country? Is uh... Ryan Ford got smashed as a minus four hundred favorite? Ooh, there you go. Is is this on uh, on a fight pass? It was on fight pass. Yes, I can. I might go back and check it out and hear our boy on the the broadcast. Um, I mean, I. We see him all the time up here on TSN anyway, which is kind of crazy. And yep. that man uh, knows his way around a better too. Yeah, he's uh, he, he let me in on some. I mean, obviously uh, the the bets that he that he put out for for TSN both uh, cashed on the le- the last uh, UFC card. Uh, I think he played like Gaethje. Was that the one before? I know he played like Gaethje by decision at like plus. I don't know, 500 or something like that. And he had a, a big sub one a, as well. Yeah, and he had crazy round robin. And so that's uh, good for him. At least somebody's making some money in, in MMA this year. They don't call us the chosen people for nothing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this weekend, we got a pretty decent card. UFC 287 coming up. Izzy, thin Izzy. Trying to uh, take on thick Alex. It's a giant man to be fighting at 185 pounds. Um, There's some decent stuff on the rest of the card. Some of it not great, but uh, we'll get to that. I don't know if there's anything else we need to get to before that. We can not not really. Uh, It's kind of interesting. So they've basically been alternating fight night cards and and pay per views. There's been. It's there's been three pay-per-views in the last six events. It's uh that's like old school UFC. Mm-hmm. And even one in between then was an ESPN card too. Yeah. It wasn't even just like Fight Pass or, or something like that. It's been a decent little run, you know. Not uh but I'm sure we're about to get twelve UFC Vegas cards in a row or something like that. Yeah, like it's I don't know, it's uh the, the next one's going to be in, in Kansas City. Then you got an Apex card. Then you get another Apex card. And then you got a pay-per-view. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hit and miss. I, I feel like it seems like they are trying to, to go out of the Apex uh, a little bit more this year, which is kind of good for everyone. It, it forces them to put on a little bit better fights. Uh, so <laughs> you people actually, actually people show buy up. tickets. <laughs> yeah, so people actually show up. Um so I think that's a good thing. Uh, maybe they don't stack the pay-per-views as much and, and kind of even it out for the fight night cards. And maybe they won't be as dreadful. I, I know the, the dread is coming. So at some point, but what can you do? Um, yeah, just scrolling through it. It's still so hard to keep track of with uh, the way some of these fights have, or these uh, odd sites have gone down the hill. But... There's a uh, there's a little bit of stuff going on. Yep. All right. Um, 
not going to spend too much time on the early prelims on this card because <laughs> there's not a lot to talk about. Um, but we'll kick it off there anyway. Opening bout of the evening, women's strawweight division, Sam Page taking on Jacqueline Amoro. I don't know. Is that a person? Where's she from? She's she's a person. Um, she's Brazilian. From she's, Brazil. She's got a bunch of finishes. She has six wins all by finish. Um, Against, like, the scrubbiest of scrubs? Yeah, like, let's... Uh, I mean, she beat a Canadian last time out, and that was 4-4. Four and four. Okay. Uh, she beat a three and two lady before that, and another Canadian was one and one. So, <sighs> I don't know. Uh, she, so, she also... what you're saying is Lupita Godinez does not want to fight her? No, because she would go down. But I don't know, man. It 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 feels like you just blindly take the dogs, especially when you have debuting fighter, undefeated. Obviously. She's Decent looking. I'm sure that's not hurting her her betting line. Uh, I'm gonna pick Sam the Sam Page uh, in Toutmaster and, and try to grab some some dog points. These these low level women's MMA fights are are usually close. I know this lady has six finishes. If if she can just get Sam Hughes out of there, which you know most people have not done, props to her. If it's if she can't, then it's probably going to be a close fight, and I'll take the dog points and help master. But you could not pay me to bet this fight. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't really have an opinion on this. It seems like it should be uh, she should go if she's she's supposed to be good at grappling, the Brazilian, um, and her nickname is Jaque, and I don't know why she doesn't go with like Jaque Ray. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, but doesn't deserve it. No, um, maybe, maybe she does. I doubt it. Um, yeah, I I would lean towards the same thing you just said. It's low level, debuting, big favorite against a fighter who sucks, but will at least scrap in there. I don't know. Hughes, uh, Hughes decision is bordering on algorithm play. Mm-hmm. It's almost there, um, but we'll see. We shall see. It would need to go up a little bit more for me to get there. Next up, featherweight division. The neuter bike taking on old, old Steve Garcia. Um, this should be kind of weird, at least. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> I mean, if neuter bike's last fight wasn't weird enough... Uh... I don't know if I don't think this one can get to to that level. Um, it, it's hard to know how how good that guy is because what happened his last fight. I mean, he was basically fighting a a guy that wanted to lose, uh, and then you know the other guys that he's fought, they're kind of varying degrees of not great. Um, That's such a nice way of putting it. This is really is a Canadian podcast. This week. I'm being I'm being generous this week so far. <laughs> Once we get to some some fighters that actually probably make somewhat of a living, then I'll just trash them. Um, but yeah, like he got taken down twice by Sean Seriano. That's not a great look. Um, Steve Garcia is also not a great fighter, but he's he's kind of done what he's had to do in there. 
Um, it probably ends up being a, a close fight. So I guess I don't hate people for, for taking the dog shot on Garcia, but I'm just staying away. This is fairly low level and it's, it's hard for me to know what the neuter bike is at this point. I certainly don't like uh, Steve Garcia as much as I did against Chase Hooper. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was that was a dumb one. I love that. Um, but I like him here. I, I think that, I mean, both of these guys have fought kind of bottom of the barrel guys in and outside of the UFC. Uh, so it's hard to tell what they really have. But I think that Garcia can wrestle a little bit here. Um, I think it's going to get tired and sloppy, and a- unless he just gets absolutely lit up early, like he did against the the Machete, uh, I-, I think this is just going to be a much closer fight than minus two hundred for the the neuter bike. So probably be on Steve Garcia here. Um, maybe look at what the decision prop is, but money line looks decent enough. Moving on up, catch weight, 160 pounds. Uh, KJ Noon's weight. Trey Ogden taking on Ignacio. I don't want to say the rest of his name. The, the Baja man, right? The Baja man. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, like, I don't think Trey Ogden, Ogden's Ogden is that good. Um Laying minus three, upwards of minus 350 on Baja Mondes is a bit terrifying. He does show that he has some skills. He he seems like he can take an ass whooping if, if things aren't going his way, so he's going to kind of stay in there. Um, he is hittable. I don't think this is the guy that's going to catch him. Um, so he probably wins, but laying that juice is is a bit scary on a... Still somewhat unknown guy. Yeah, Ogden is... uh, If it it loads, there we go. Um, Man, he scares me because it's possible that he'll come out and just outlast somebody like Zell Huber, who was supposed to be this young prospect as well. Um, And... I don't know if he can do the same thing against uh, the Baja men. As you can said, as you said, he can take an ass whooping, but can he take much of a grappling? Um, because I think that's more the the route that Ogden would be looking to go in this fight. So, not a lot of guys have really tried to take him down. Well, <laughs> I know he's defended a bunch of takedowns, but. Hasn't fought anybody that's a decent wrestler. I'm not saying that Ogden's a great wrestler. I, I just think there could be a little bit of pressure there. So, yeah. Again, I, I think the last time when I was like, "Oh man, all these early dogs are are way too big," uh, I didn't bet any of them, and a bunch of them hit. Uh, so I think this time I, I might just uh, have to go round robin or something on on these early dogs, and that way got something on them without uh, investing too much in a bunch of crappy fighters. Back to women's straw weight. Um, here, here's where uh, we are officially holding the podcast hostage <laughs> for consensus bets. 
until Lance and Wes show back up to work. And it all starts right here. Cynthia Calvillo taking on Loopy. I'm half Canadian, but the Canadian's going to show up. God knows. Sean, take it away. Yes, this could be interesting. Uh, it seems like this fight is is back at strawweight. Calvillo hasn't fought there in a little bit. I know she had some weight issues uh, at some point, so um, it could be a bit concerning. Uh, it's very insensitive to talk about a woman's weight issues, Sean. That's true. Come on. That's very true. Uh, we're allowed to do that in MMA because, I mean, generally uh, MMA fans, you know, not the not the the nicest people, and they literally have to make weight to to fight. Yeah. Um, Godin is as we saw in her last fight. If if she does not get you to the ground, she is not very good on the feet. Uh, I know numbers wise, it said she outstruck Angela Hill, but um, that would be one of those ones where the the actual the volume uh, doesn't really go with kind of what happened in that fight. I'm not saying Cynthia Calvillo is some elite striker on the feet, but there aren't like many people that have outgrappled Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, you got to go back to when she fought uh, the the former champion um, Carlo Esparza, and since then she hasn't been taken down. Uh, so if if Godness can't take her down, this fight I think becomes close. It, it might be one of those ones where. You should probably be putting money on the old split uh, majority decision for whatever number it is. Um, and I like I, I'm gonna bet Cynthia Calvillo because I think this becomes close. Calvillo might even be able to use her offensive grappling to to get on top of Godinez and at least stuff Godinez's uh, takedowns, and then it comes a fucking crapshoot uh, on the feet. So uh, I think we were talking earlier on. You can get like plus three seventy five Calvillo by decision, decision plus three fifties out there. I'll uh, I'll be putting some money on that. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing it. It's uh, gonna be Cynthia Calvillo. We're taking the decision. We're not worrying about any of that get a finish stuff. Uh, she's not gonna do that. It's Cynthia Calvillo, after all, Cynthia Calvillo by decision plus three seventy five. Consensus bet of the week. Incredible stuff. Um, I don't know if I want to say much else about this fight. I think it's either going to be a bad, slow-paced kickboxing fight that is close, or it is going to be a grappling match, which is also close. So I'll take the plus 400 decision, or the almost plus 400 decision dog. In a women's MMA fight. Moving on up, we're flying. Um, <laughs> how it? It's probably going to be real. I'm going to have to check the line. I haven't even looked at it until this very moment. So you're going to get a a live reaction of me looking at a heavyweight total, folks. Carl Williams taking on the Vanilla Gorilla himself, Chase Sherman. Uh, we'll have to see if he's got the back knee back for this one. Um, but otherwise, Sean, banger, absolute oh, banger at heavyweight, ab- absolute banger. 
Uh, I think you're going to be sad what you see when you when you expand yeah. the the odds on this fight. Not not great. Yeah, it's it's what is expected. Um, I, like I know Carl Carl Williams is not that good. Doesn't really matter because he's in heavyweight, so you don't have to be that good. <laughs> what he's shown to me is a pretty damn good gas tank for a big ass dude. Um, and when he was on the Contender Series, took guy down a bunch was was in there uh and then his ufc fight like he he beat up breshki pretty pretty damn good and and didn't slow down too too bad considering how big he is how much tossing around that dude he was and how many strikes he was landing uh chase sherman is terrible at grappling williams should get this guy down that's uh, there is some concern with if you're looking at playing that total because Sherman is that bad. He will get taken down early. William Williams is not an amazing finisher, so it's just it's it's going to be a clinch. Know what a submission is? He doesn't seem to know what a submission is, so that that helps. But Sherman also likes to be punched in the face on the ground, so true. Th- there could be a mercy stoppage here. Um, Williams should win and win fairly easily, as the as the odds obviously show yeah i I can't bring myself to uh bet a minus 500 heavyweight who has had one fight in the ufc even against chase sherman but man it is it is chase sherman and because of that gas tank that you were talking about he's gonna need the uh the back knee back to get that uh little cardio boost for this one because that was basically the last time he looked good in the ufc was the fight that he got suspended right after, so yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a no for me, dog. Um, just just in general, can't even do some fatties in this one. I don't know. It's a it's a sad day. Sad day. Anyway, we are continuing on up the cards. This one's I'm legitimately interested in uh, middleweight division. Joe Pfeiffer, I think I say it every time he fights, I don't understand the fascination with this guy. Um, but whatever, cool. Whatever uh, people want to get behind, then that's that's all all for them to decide. He's taking on MMA analysis, friend of the podcast, Meerkat. Sean, Meerkat's made us so much money. Is, he, is it going to be more? More Meerkat money? Triple M? It's, I mean, anytime Meerkat's like plus 300 or better inside the distance, you got to take a look uh, because damn near every time he wins, it's by finish. The guys he, the guys fought has been choked out before. It's like, like you said, I, I don't get the hype around Pfeiffer, if that's how you say his name. Um Killing Amadovsky is not impressive to me. You know, he, he did what he needed to do on the Contender Series, but this is a decent step up. Like, Gerald uh, Mearshart just beat Bruno Silva in a fight. Uh, he beat just Dustin Stolfus, who beat Joe Pfeiffer. I know it was an injury, so there's obviously that. But, like, it's an injury because good... he lifted him up and dumped him on it. Like... <laughs> 
Yes. It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is like a pretty decent test. Again, and Gerald Mearshart, if you don't get him out of there quick, he's going to make you earn it. So I uh, I don't blame anybody. That plus 300 inside the distance for the Meerkat is is looking somewhat tasty. Uh, I'll pick him in Toutmaster. I'll, uh, I think I'll probably be betting him inside. Inside at 300 subs only plus 375. Let me see. Mm. Need to see some more places open that up because that's, uh, I mean, as we saw in his last fight, the Meerkat will knock a man out and submit him anyway. (laughs) True. Uh, LR, I I apologize. I wasn't ignoring you. Uh, I was actually on the private chat tab, mm. um, which is just just for us in the podcast. And we're it's only two of us, so we weren't saying anything in there. Uh, so I just thought there were no comments. But uh, appreciate you chiming in 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 the old chat. Um, as far as this fight goes, man, it's like why would I not take another shot? on the meerkat at plus money big odds to win it or to, to finish inside the distance as he always does uh we'll see if any bigger sub lines prop or pop because uh, i'd probably go with that around 500 um but yeah meerkat uh inside plus 300 i'm i'm all over that you, you got to take that it's it's about principles at that point. Uh, and if you don't take it, you're a bad human being. So there you go. Uh, women's strawweight division again. Whew. Why, Sean? Why? Everybody wants to fight. Uh, Michelle Watterson, Luana Pinheiro. Um, I, I either haven't watched enough of Pinheiro or this feels like it might be a bit off as a line and it's probably like maybe both of them because I definitely don't go out of my way to watch uh, Luana Pinheiro fights it's Waterson is washed that's why this price is Waterson she is um this is a step down for her. This is a step up for Pinero. So it is one of those ones where I don't blame people for for picking the dog. My thing is just I I think Waterson is is absolutely washed at this point. So even if Pinero isn't that good, I think she'll be good enough. She'll be able to probably out grapple Waterson and to a decision win. I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> Ophelia, you sound like a lovely British lass. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know how to read, so I I can't read your your comment out loud, which I'm sure has no hilarious hidden names within it. Um, I know that stuff works on Bisping because he's only got the one eye, so he only sees half the words. But yeah, uh, can't catch this sharp mind up here. Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, if you say Pinero, I will trust you here. I don't. What really you should have trust a... is the auto dog for women's fights. That's what you should trust. Oh, is she the dog here? Waterson is the dog, but oh, you're saying is... yeah. I, I should you should trust, trust yourself. Just auto dogging. 
what I'm telling you is Waters is washed, and I'll probably pick uh, Pinheiro and probably regret it. Okay, okay. All right, I can get behind that. Um, can also put that fight in the rearview mirror for the middleweight showdown between Chris Curtis and Kelvin Fasalum. Um, prelim headliner. It's, yeah, probably the type of fight that, well, it could be the type of fight that you want people to, to see right before a, preview, uh, a prelim or a pay-per-view starts. Wow, I know words. I'm good at speaking. Um, but it's also Calvin Fastalum in 2023, and that can sometimes just be weird and bad. But uh, they should box it up a little bit here, right, Sean? Yeah, I, I don't expect Gastelum to mimic Jack Hermanson against Chris Curtis and, <laughs> and stick and move. I, I think these guys are going to throw down. Um, I, I've I've been a big fan of of the Fastalum and and backed him a bunch in in fights that he's ended up losing. Um, I think I lost. What did I lose? I lost the Till fight, the Hermanson fight, the Whitaker fight. I don't know if I lost on the Cannoneer fight. <laughs> so I've been wasting away my money. Uh, I'm trying to get some of it back. Um, it's an... I don't know. It, it's hard for me to know what uh, Gastelum is at this point. He's a guy that should be fighting at 170 still. Um, it, it just seems like wasted talent. Um, Chris Curtis, as we've seen, he, he hits hard. He can pull some shit out. I don't know. Uh, that Buckley fight wasn't going the greatest uh, until Curtis landed. Um, Gaslam's, for the most part, had a good chin uh, throughout his career, but it's it's mouth injury to... last time out. Huh? Pardon me, mouth injury. Oh, the mouth injury. Him... Yeah, yeah. Is the chin gone now? <laughs> Is he even gonna have a chin when he shows up to weigh-ins? Well, he's still making 185, so I'm pretty sure that jaw is working. So, um, yeah, he's he's taken some damage in his career, and is he's he's always been a guy that's relied on his chin. I I think that could be tested in this fight. Um, Chris Curtis does have big power. These are both kind of tweener 185, 170 years. So it's not like one guy is going to have a big weight advantage. Uh, I just like the guy that's been. More consistent recently. I know Gaslam's fought the way better competition, but I just, I for some reason, I'm I'm thinking that the Curtis is going to be able to touch him. He might not finish him, but I think he he drops him at least once and is is able to win one of the other rounds. So um, at slight plus money, you can get plus one ten somewhere some places. Uh, I'm going to have a small bet on Chris Curtis. Yeah, I'm leaning that way as well. Uh, haven't locked anything in on Curtis as of yet, but when you go back through Gastelum at this point, and obviously he's been fighting top-of-the-line middleweights for the most part, but the one fight that he's actually won over the past, what, five years um, was against Ian Heinisch, where he obviously lower level middleweight to start off with uh, where he had to out wrestle to, to win the fight. And I don't see him doing that against Chris Curtis. 
he might be able to land some big stuff on Curtis, but Curtis has always been durable throughout his career. And I think one of these guys is going to be able to keep up the, the pace for 15 minutes. Uh, and another guy, probably the other guy being Gaslam is more talented uh, and has more ways to win the fight. They're just not very good ways against Chris Curtis. So I will take Curtis. Um, probably going to end up betting him plus 115 out there. Probably by decision, which gets it up to like plus 240. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Chris Curtis is set up pretty well in the spot to get a high profile win, even if that profile isn't quite what it used to be. Kicking off the pay-per-view Bantamweight division, the old uh, Rob Schneider, Vina Handy Joba, Love Child, Paul Rosas Jr. taking on Christian Rodriguez. Um, I don't know that these guys. I I know they're trying to do the uh, the Rosas push. Don't know that he deserves to be in a pay per view at this point, but whatever. It's their company. Apparently, also. WWE's company. They can do Maybe whatever get they some want. Better tips about booking fights. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's going to run in with a chair in this one. F5 both of them at the same time. Damn. Maybe uh maybe we'll start to see some of that 2 on 1 stuff that they uh that they do in Russia <laughs> in in the UFC. Brock Lesnar against these two dudes. I'd watch that. It's a, it's a deadly handicap match right there. Um. Yeah, like I was low on Ro- Rosas Jr. kind of coming into his last fight. I, I don't think I wasted any money on on Perrin or anything, but um, he is decent at what he is, and the guys that he's fighting are are there to be taken. I think Christian Rodriguez is another guy there to be taken. He gets taken down by pretty much everybody he's fought. I think Rosas Jr. is going to be able to take him down and and get a finish because that's what he's good at. So him inside is like plus 100, plus 110. Him by submission is closer to like plus 150, 60, 70 around there. I'll be deciding one of those, uh, probably taking one of those, unless I really want to parlay him. Uh, Mine seems a bit short. I don't think much of Christian Rodriguez, but I know there are a lot of unknowns when it comes to Rosas Jr. Cool. Uh, I, I kind of like uh, Christian Rodriguez in this spot, and really, uh, I uh, I don't know if it's just the the JSP fight that's uh, that's swaying my opinion, but he impressed me in that one. He I, like I know that eventually he just ended up getting controlled, but. That's a whole lot different than uh, than Rosas uh, Jr. in this spot. So I think on the feet, um, which if Rosas has its way, is probably not going to be there all that frequently. Uh, but we've seen pretty much everybody that's, that Rodriguez fights has that same sort of game plan. And he's managing to get up to his feet against everybody except for J- JSP. Um, so... Can't hold that against him too much. Uh, I think he'll be able to find his way back up to the feet in this one as well. 
give Rosa some problems. And then, as we saw in his last fight, he also does have a, a sneaky little submission game as well. So you've got a – is he still 18? Is he 19? He's He's got to still be 18, right? He is officially 18 years old until October. Yeah, so you got this 18-year-old kid, probably a, a little rash. And it's not like Rodriguez – isn't old and or like it is old and declining he's still very young and getting better as well so we'll see what happens here um but i'm certainly more intrigued by a bet on christian rodriguez than i would be laying that price on rosas jr again i think the, the kid is good but it's more of a story because he's so young than him being so good Moving on. When I get back there, I've got two windows open. I think I dragged a, a tab to a second window by accident. It's very annoying. Um, Kevin Holland taking on the old Ponzi boat. Sean, is Ponzi washed or is he, is. he just old? He's both, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, he was right done in that Moreno fight. He did pull a rabbit out of his hat. Congrats to him. I don't think it was out of his hat. <laughs> it was out of his ass. Um, I think all that's going to do is get him more brain damage, unfortunately, because if he would have lost that, he might have retired, or they would have gave him a little more of a, a cupcake fight. Instead, he gets thrown in there against Holland, who... He took an ass beat himself last time out, but um, I think Holland has, uh, at his age, is a, a little bit easier time recovering from from that kind of a beating. Um, I'm honestly surprised the lines where it is. Like I, I get it, you know, Holland kind of got tooled by by Wonder Boy, but Wonder Boy is still very good in that type of fight. If you're not gonna grapple him, he's he's like a tough fight. Um, especially when he actually sits down on his punches and, and actually throws hard, which he decided to do in that fight. Um, I, think, I mean, Holland got a, a good deal of offense in in that fight as yeah. well. It's, yeah. uh, it wasn't exactly one-sided. Oh, yeah. It was at the it, early on. That was a <laughs> banger of a fight. Like, that's that's like easily the best Wonder Boy fight in a very, very long time. Ever. Because uh, don't, they... Don't they, even they, tell me about the Woodley know, Those the were Woodley dog fights. shit. <laughs> It's it's funny when fights like that, like people will say, you know, it becomes a narrative. But he, neither of those were fight of the years, no matter what anybody says. Um, not even close. But yeah, I just I just think Pontoon Boat is is gonna have his hands full. Uh, Holland's just gonna be throwing. He's gonna be way faster. Uh, and Holland's shown an absolute iron chin. So I don't think that uh, the Pontoon Boat is gonna ha be able to pull something out. Uh, last second and, and get Holland out of there. So um, Holland and like he's minus two thirty, minus around there at, at some books. Like I think that's parlay worthy. Uh, him inside the distance is is not that great of a price. I was kind of eyeing that up, but uh, yeah, it's only like plus one thirty. I think at that point you're better just to to parlay him, and that is what I will do. Yeah, honestly, based on Ponzi's previous two performances, the uh, the Para and the Neil fights, 
if this was lined this way, I'd consider a shot on him because it comes down to how washed you think he is. And after those two fights, I didn't think he was particularly washed. I didn't think he was the 2018 version of himself who would smoke Kevin Holland uh, in a similar fashion to, to Wonder Boy, I think. Not similar style, but just like punch him in the face a whole lot. Uh, but man, after that Moreno fight, it's it's tough to have a whole lot of faith in him against a guy that you know is going to eat your shots and answer back with stuff. So go with Holland here. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's about the end for for old Ponzi. Um, there do seem to be a lot of washed fighters on this card, LR. That is very very true. Uh, I don't know that I'll be betting Holland, I probably should, um, but uh, I'll certainly keep it in mind as we move towards the weekend. Next up, Bantamweight division again. I like this. Rob Font, Adrian Yanez, decent, uh, decent little scrap here. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Um, this is a, a pretty decent size step up for for Yanez and definitely a, a decent step down for Rob Font. Um mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of just back in the the fighter that is younger and on a better trajectory versus the guy that's taken some pretty brutal beatings the last two times. He's 35 years old in the bantamweight division. It's it's not that's not ideal. Um, Yanez throws very hard. Like I said, Font's been dropped multiple times, uh, five times in his last two fights. Um, now obviously Yanez is dropping these guys who are nowhere near the skill of Rob Font. So that is always something to, to take into consideration, but this for, for the most part should be a, a standup fight. Uh, I know Font has kind of mixed in some grappling recently. Um, for the most part, Yanez has passed those tests. He's not really, hasn't been fighting much for grapplers, so I don't know how much uh, that takedown percent, takedown defense percentage really matters at this point. But uh, from what I've seen, he's he's got a decent get-up game or he's got a good um, kind of underhook game to, to stop guys from, from getting in on him. And at distance, I think he's just the more powerful, sharper striker. Um, I'm probably going to parlay him. It uh, it is like I said, a bit scary when you you see these guys that are are taking a, a pretty sizable step up against a guy that's taking a step down. But um, I just really haven't liked what I've seen from Rob Font in his last two fights. I, I think that's fair. Um, I think that. That's also a bit. Oh, did I lose you? Uh, a bit no, unfair to uh, to Rob Font, uh, considering the the quality of the guys that he's fought. Um, like, yeah, he he ended up getting dropped at some time at uh, some points in the uh, in the Vera fight, several points, and uh, then he lost a striking match to maybe the the best technical striker that. We've ever seen in MMA, and 
yeah, he was at an advanced age, but I mean, that's there's there's not a lot of shame in that. That's not Adrian Yanez beating up Tony Kelly. Like, uh, I I just think that this is way too big of a step up for Yanez against a guy who is still extremely capable in font uh, and has lost because he's fought really good guys who can land those big moments. Uh, and I'm just not sure that once he gets up to this level that Giannis is going to be able to have those big moments like Aldo or like uh, Marlon Vera were able to have against Font. I, I think we're going to see typical Rob Font, a whole lot of jabs shutting down the hands that Giannis wants to throw and leg kicks and moving. And uh, he's just going to sort of rack up volume on, on Giannis. So I like Font here. Like him to take a decision, and uh, I think that's a pretty generous line, uh, considering the guys he's fought in and the guys he's beat in the past. So I'll be on font in this spot. Plus two eighty five font by decision at some some books that are available to you. That's a uh, pretty nice number if you're looking to go that way. Yeah, um, that's a. Uh... That's where we've got the uh, Calvillo decision as well. So a little something maybe starting to, to brew there once I look at the props a little bit closer. Uh, co-main event, 170, Gilbert Burns taking on George Morelife. And you know what doesn't have Morelife? His MMA career, boom, what a fraud. Tell me about how much of a fraud Masvidal is and how still that makes him dangerous in this fight. I'm right there with you. Like, I uh, <laughs> I, I am not going to be playing Gilbert Burns. Uh, I would definitely stay away from parlaying him straight. I don't know if you can find a weird angle on Burns. Um, maybe that's a good idea, but I don't know. This, this seems just like a stay away from me. Masvidal for the most part, has shown pretty damn good takedown defense and a, a pretty good get-up game. And if he's able to implement that against Burns, and this is going to be on the feet, this fight becomes a lot closer than minus 500. Um, Burns has shown pretty smart grappling recently, but and Masvidal is getting older and older and losing more and more as we expected him to all along um it's just one of those fights where i'm gonna just watch i hope gilbert burns just absolutely dummies him but it is a bit concerning that if this ends up being a prolonged striking fight burns can be clipped that chin is is questionable at times and masvidal has decent hands so I'm staying away. The pick is Burns. I hope he gets a sub, but I don't want to lay any kind of juice like that big of juice uh, in this kind of matchup. Yeah, that's eventually the conclusion that I came to is that if I'm holding a Burns minus 500 ticket and this fight gets into like the ninth minute, uh, how how good am I going to be feeling about that bet? And it's not very. Um, so if I do play Burns, I'll be looking at 
the early stuff. Um, I think round one's like plus two fifty. Sub is out there plus two fifty ish. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if if you've got Burns round one sub at plus five hundred, uh, which is available at a couple places. That's probably the best way to be betting him because if it doesn't happen that quickly, um, maybe he can knock uh, knock Masvidal out. I just I don't think that's the game plan that he'll pursue uh, that makes the most sense for him in this spot. So, yeah, I, I might just have some props on Burns, but that money line is uh, a little bit too steep for my liking. Sean. We're going to get this whole thing done in under an hour record. We just set a land speed record for podcasts. <laughs> All we've got left is the main event. The quadrilogy through the duopoly of combat sports. That is Alex Paheja, 3-0. Taking on Finn, Izzy, Adesanya, 0-3. How does part four go? Is it a new hope for Izzy? I honestly have no idea. Um, I bet under four and a half uh, last time. Uh, Nailed it. Got a bit unlucky because Adesanya was very close to finishing uh, in the first. And then it looked like it was just never going to happen. And then I kind of pulled a something out of my ass and was able to squeak out a under four and a half um i'm going back to the well i'm i'm playing it smaller i played for like three units last time i'll probably play it for two units this time i think both these guys standing are extremely dangerous um as we've seen Pereira only takes one for the most part to to rock you and and be able to put you away if izzy decides to grapple I just don't think that's a great idea. Um, I don't think standing in front of Pereira is a good idea, so I don't know if there's any good idea in this fight for him, really. Uh, but, like, grappling, even if he gets Pereira down, do I think that Adesanya has the skills to finish him on the ground? Probably not. <laughs> and if if he's not finishing him on the ground, and he is grappling he will get more tired than if he's just standing, bouncing around, throwing his weird shit on the feet. So he's going to get tired. Pereira's obviously going to get tired from being on the bottom. But then when they're on the feet, they're both going to be tired and they're both going to be throwing. And Pereira's absolutely terrifying. Even if he is gas out of his mind, he hits that chin once and Adesanya might be done. I still think there's a, a good chance that Adesanya catches him like he did in the first one and is able to put him away. So I'm rolling with under four and a half. I'll probably pick Pereira to score the upset one more time. Um, there's just some guys that for some reason have your number. Adesanya fought that fight almost as good as he could have for the most part. And still got knocked the fuck out. It happened like that in their last kickboxing match. I I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just he has his number. Uh, that that power is terrifying. And against a guy that isn't a grappler, you have to stand with that guy. And with four rounds gloves, that's terrifying. 
So uh, it's it's going to be interesting, regardless <laughs> of what happens, because if if Pereira does knock him out, I would probably bet a lot of money on him losing his next title defense <laughs> if he's fighting Whitaker or really anybody with any decent grappling. He could fight bare knuckle fighting star Luke Rockhold, and I would probably bet against him in his next fight. <laughs> yeah, sad, sad as that is. Um, but yeah, I'll pick Pereira. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a fun fight, and uh, I hope the under four and a half comes cashing again. I will also be picking Pereira. Um, Pereira, Pereira, Pereira. Pereja, I don't know. Uh, he's got one of the weird ones for for Brazilian people that I guess don't want to be Brazilian anymore. He's like a, a regular old Roger Gracie. It's like, no, no, it's not Hodger. Roger, please. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, I, I think some people are remembering their first MMA fight uh, by saying, oh, yeah, Izzy, Izzy was... He was the way better kickboxer, but I thought that was pretty damn close on the feet, except for the round after they grappled. Uh, and which, and I would say, wow, I mean, I guess he, he had it was because he landed it right at the end of the round. He had the right? moment that was a close round until that moment, and then mm-hmm. after that, it was close, right? Yeah. So I don't think that if this stays on the feet and is just a kickboxing match, like most of the first fight was, it's going to be competitive. I mean, they've showed that across two kickboxing matches and one MMA fight. They, they have styles that kind of play well together for both of them to have success. Uh, It's just who has the bigger success. And so far it's been the guy who has way bigger power uh, out of the two in, in all three of those fights. I, I kind of disagree with you about Izzy grappling. I just think that if he starts grappling, he has to keep grappling. Because, yes, yeah, at, been... at that point, he's got to just be like, I'm wrestling you for like five rounds. Yeah. Because as and soon as he stops, he he's going to be gassed. <laughs> but as long as he's grappling, I feel like he is going to be getting less tired than Pereira. Because that dude looked pretty much lost in the grappling in the first fight. I know he trains with Glover. He's probably not going to get subbed. But I don't know how much you can learn positionally in such a short period of time. Um, So he's going to give up positions and he's going to, to lose if this is a grappling match. I just don't know if Izzy actually has that in him. Um. I'm probably not going to be playing Izzy sub at like plus 1600 because I don't think that he is going to have a concerted grappling game plan. Uh, and I think I might actually be going against you a little bit with the uh, the under. Uh, and I might be playing Pereira by decision at plus 500. Uh, I, I think that there is a good chance that he wins rounds by being just a little bit more aggressive than he was last time. Uh, Izzy's not really used to fighting guys who have the ability to corral him with like hooks and kicks and stuff like that to keep him in front of them. 
Um, and, and that really kind of lets Pereira get off some of those bigger shots. So if he can start to do that a little bit earlier in this fight, I think that he can not only win the fight, but win rounds and he doesn't necessarily need the knockout. And um, so might look at, uh, at Pereira by decision, but more than likely it's going to be uh, just a, a, a small, small play on Pereira money line. I say small, but it's probably going to be the same size as all my other plays. I don't know. I'm just not confident in it is what I'm trying to say. It's fair. Um, We've been asked for lacrosse betting talk, Sean. It was it was not me. I didn't do this to the people. Um, tremendous. We uh, the beloved Toronto Rock are in are in first place in the Eastern Conference right now. They had uh, bobble fist night because um, this is the the fighter on the team. Nice. So they got. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Um, and we've got... Uh, now I'm going to go off on a tangent. There we go. Because fucking cool bet. All right. I get it. I get it. You know, you got to stay alive. You can't close as a business or whatever. But in Canada, they made a bunch of their market by like... Niche sports. Um, lacrosse was a big one for them. They sponsored a bunch of curling teams. Like they sponsored golfers and, and all this stuff. Um, and essentially what they did is stuck around for a year to develop these like ties to these sports uh, and then bail to all just from Ontario. Bail just from Ontario where all of the people that they sponsor actually live reside. or play. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh all of my bets at uh at cool bet all of everyone's bets in ontario not just mine uh got canceled and it's just they got been... you twice they got twice. you twice they got you to fucking last year when it got legalized and then yeah. they got you again by them just fucking dipping out of uh ontario uh, yeah, it's uh, they just they just didn't want to pay the taxes, man. That's that's what it comes down to because everywhere else in Canada they're still running because they don't have to pay uh, the tax, man. In the rest of uh, in the rest of Canada and uh, a bunch of other countries in the world, it is uh, it is quite greasy what they did. Uh, like the worst part was the the March Madness. Yes, that was futures. fucking brutal. Uh, just. <laughs> Free rolling themselves with uh, with March Madness was garbage. Um, so for those who aren't aware, what happened is they actually pulled out of the market yesterday, which was like the one year anniversary of the the regulated market here in Ontario. But they canceled all bets as of I want to say March twenty second. Um, so they took bets before the NCAA tournament, knowing they were pulling out of the bets. market. Yep, took futures. Um, knew that they wouldn't be paying any of the winners and just voiding them and graded any of the losers as losses and kept the money. Um, All-time scumbag. scumbag sportsbook move brought to you by the beautifully regulated market of Ontario. Yeah, that's it's kind of bullshit. Like, you would think that, um, you know, with regulation... 
there could be more done to protect you guys. Um, and I'm sure there was tons of people that were emailing and calling the the regulator and they don't give a fuck. So that's like, this was a, a, a test for the regulators and they failed spectacularly. They okay. should have had to refund everybody's future bets, whether they were lost or not. And they didn't. And so that just shows you that even in the regulated market, these books were still fuck you. So be prepared for that. Uh, it just sucks because when it is regulated, you think that there is a bit of safety net there. And no. Not in the slightest. And the worst part is they were actually one of the better books when it came to moving into regulation like they they tried to be as fair as they could yeah. with uh with the bets that they left open or like transferred over to your new account uh, and then leaving the market just pull this and lose any goodwill they have as a brand um anyway that's all to say that uh lacrosse betting uh would have been going extremely well um the old player props are going to go like nine and one, maybe eight, one and one. If one guy never suits up, uh, but the, the NCAA we've been, uh, been crushing it. It's, uh, it's been going well. Uh, LR, what are the, uh, what are the books that you have available that you, you can't get down at? I'm not sure where you're located. And well, there's like, even myself, like I don't, I don't have any books that really have, the college lacrosse yeah that's true which kind of sucks uh and then sometimes bet online has them but every uh, once in a while yeah he's in tijuana so he's got all the offshores gotcha yeah you'll uh you'll be able to see some of the stuff on bet online but it's not too too consistent they've got futures up we've uh we've invested in a couple futures that have tremendous clv thus far um Sean, we uh, we also got a question about the top three MMA cappers. They certainly aren't sitting in front of you right now. Um, actually, I I would probably put you in that list. Um, so not this year. It, I, I know no. it's, it's not about this year. Um, so so go. I'm putting you on the spot. Um, man, I'm the wrong guy to ask because I'm an asshole and I don't follow people on Twitter. I just keep my, uh, <laughs> my small little, uh, echo chamber, uh, and, and don't really anytime people send me tweets and I'm just like, I don't follow that guy. He's a moron. Uh, and thankful yep. that I don't follow that guy. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you the top three MMA cappers. I know a bunch that aren't and that <laughs> a bunch of them sell picks, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I got I got nothing for you. There's there's a couple people that if I see that they're on something that, and I'm on the other side, I'll, I'll question it a little bit. Um, like you in in several instances, uh, I'm always like, oh shit, man, why why does he have to be on the other side of this? <laughs> um, I, I don't know how much of it is like a, a capper, because. Um, Really, he's uh, about actually analyzing fights and knowing what the fuck he's talking about. But Dan, Tom, is yeah. tremendous. Um, uh, I'll listen to, to him actually analyze fights. Um, 
what else we got? Um, Paul and Cody, friends from the uh, the Dogger Pass. They have two extremely different betting styles. Yeah. Uh, Paul's is much more in line with the way I bet, so I uh, I kind of relate to that a bit more. But they're both very good at the ways that they bet. Um, so yeah, those are those are a couple that uh, that I'd give you. Um, I think we've been rambling enough. We ended up going over the hour, but not because of the breakdown. So you can't hold it against us. You can just, if you didn't want to listen to this shit, you probably shut the podcast off like 10 minutes ago. And so we're going to get out of here. We are going to return next week. I'm saying next week. I don't know if it's next week. So I'm looking it up right now. It is next week on ESPN. Max Holloway, Arnold Allen, Banger. Lance is not taller than 5'3". Neither am I. <laughs>